Welcome to Constructed Futures. I'm Hugh Seaton. Today I'm here with Ronan Vengash, VP of AEC at Ignite. Ronan, welcome to the podcast. It's great to be here, you. So I want to do what I often do, which is let's let's set the, the context with what Ignite does, and we can get into value that's provided and so on. So let's start with what does Ignite do? Ignite is a content collaboration and governance company. We've been around since 2008. We serve thousands of customers around the world. And really the big value proposition there is helping folks be able to access content from anywhere on any device, whether it's in the office or on the jobs, and make sure that everything is safe and secure, make sure that content is not subject to ransomware attacks, make sure that you comply with federal regulations like FedRAMP or CMMC, be able to ensure that that, uh, content is retained in case uh, you need it for warranties compliance later on, and really make users' lives a whole lot easier when they're trying to access or collaborate on content. That's what it's all about, right? Making things more efficient and, and easier. 100%. So I want to break down, you went through a lot of Amazing things. So let's talk a little bit, little bit about you know file sharing. There's a, a lot of options out there, but you're talking about providing you know another level of that. And that let's talk in a minute about cybersecurity and all that. But right now, the core file sharing. Ha, talk to me a little bit about how that that really solves problems and how how it's kind of different from some other options out there. Well, let's talk about specifically the construction industry, which is kind of what what my responsibility is at Ignite. AEC companies face a very challenging environment where they need to collaborate on content, right? We've got the job site. The job site is very frequently not well connected to the internet. We have customers that, you know, use cellular modems to connect. We have folks even connected via satellite, very thin pipelines in many cases, and very, very large files, right? So these drawings and models that need to make it back and forth between different locations, different individuals that need to kind of collaborate on these documents. And most importantly, everything needs to be 100% up to date so you don't get rework that's expensive and delays your, uh, your project down the road. So really, it's about making sure that folks are always able to access the latest version of a file without a lot of hassle, without without a lot of pain, and it's always secure. And they don't have to wait for 20 minutes while these massive files go up and down uh, from the internet. So there's two things that come out of that last statement, and one of them is this idea of of kind of rapid updating, right? That, That one of the ways your technology is potentially better than other or is better than other options out there is this this rapid and immediate updating. Absolutely. And, you know, this is a, it sounds simple, but it's not. This is a very advanced capability. You know, we, we employ, you know, tricks like synchronizing only changes when you're updating a massive drawing, but you've only made a couple of tweaks. Right. We only synchronize those changes back and forth, allowing us to do things very quickly. We allow folks to essentially have a synchronized file server on the job site that's always up to date with respect to, to what's being used in the rest of the organization back at HQ, and also pre-positions content in advance. So you don't have to download it. The thing is smart enough to download the content that uh, you will need on the job site without user intervention. Really trying to make it brain dead simple for folks to access uh, their content, reduce the frustration, and just 
really make sure everybody's working on the latest version of the drawings, right? That, that's, where, that's where the money is. I didn't know that that's what you guys do. That is really ex- interesting, is that you're working with the file and you're working with, you know, ev- a bunch of tricks that have been, you know, it's a difference between some social networks where you're able to watch videos in like, you're like, how is this working here when nothing else works? <laughs> Because they've done a lot of what you're talking about, right? Where they're thinking about how to serve different sizes of the file or different pieces. But the point is a really sophisticated way of managing these files so their availability and you're not going to get the kind of this, the, the beach ball and, and all these other indicators of waiting. I mean, I've, it's going to happen sometimes. But the point is- you know, you know, I'll, t- I'll tell you one other thing. It's, it's not, these are not generic problems, right? So in, different industries have different challenges. Mm. You know, a very common thing in construction is these highly complex documents with internal references that refer to other files or other components of files and, and so forth. Being able to, or rather building your product specifically for those use cases really makes a difference. And, and all these optimizations, just from the end user perspective, when they're in the field and just trying to you know, access their drawing, uh, all they see is that this thing opens and it works well. But behind the scenes, there's a lot of complexity and a lot of dedicated effort that's been that's been put in to, to optimize specifically for the industry. And that's that's the the best version of technology, isn't it? Is that you you don't it's see transparent? Yeah, that's right. You you don't see how how much the uh, the swan is paddling under the water, so to speak. That's exactly that's exactly the objective here. And the, the second kind of implication of that is, you know, we talked about how quickly things are updating and how how they're able to stay current even when you know, you've got inconsistent or, or lower bandwidth than you wish you had. The, the, the implication is that things download, and you said this, but things download much faster than they otherwise might, certainly if it's an update to your, your device. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and again, you, these days, in many parts of the, the economy, not being connected to the internet is something that doesn't happen. In construction, it happens all the time. Yeah. Right? It's, it's not just poor bandwidth. Sometimes it's no bandwidth. Right. And when you're on the job site and you're walking away from the trailer, maybe you don't have coverage. You still need to be able to access your content and and you know do what you need to do with it. And by the way, it needs to work with the other tools you're using, whether it's Procore or Bluebeam and all of that. It just needs to work seamlessly, right? So it's that's where that's where the effort goes. And actually, that's a great transition to what I wanted to talk about next. And that is that in talking to different companies across the industry, your name, well. Yeah, everybody knows Ronin, but Ignite <laughs> com- comes up as a very frequent integration. So you guys are, are kind of at the center of a web of tons of integrations, yeah? Oh, yeah. And it, look, it's a, it's a conscious decision. We've, we've started investing specifically in our construction ecosystem about 10 years ago, and we haven't stopped. The, the really, again, it goes back to the, to the ease of use, right? When, when, you have, when you have professionals out in the field and they're trying to do their jobs, you don't want them to have to think about which software they're going to need to use. You don't want them to have to copy manually files from here to there just to get their work done. It's all about making it easy and simple. And let's let's be honest, a lot of folks in the in, construction for many years has been a laggard in terms of technology adoption. And much of the workforce in the industry is not as uh, tech savvy as the IT folks want them to be, right? So the ability to make a dent, make things simple, really relies on the ability to, to be transparent uh, to the end user, right? And make it, make it so that they need to do as little heavy lifting as possible. The less training they need, the better off you're going to be. 
And so that's that's kind of what we're what we're attempting to do here: connecting everything, minimizing the amount of manual labor that needs to be done, and then you know making sure that it's drop dead simple for folks, even if they're not say as tech tech savvy as, as others might be. And again, I mean that's what the best technology does, right? Is it, it you try to avoid a big learning curve? I think that's spot on. You know, there, there's. I don't think construction is 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 unique in that way, but one of the most challenging aspects of adopting new technology is managing is change management within the organization. How do you take you know things and and bring in a new way of doing business without losing a significant portion of your of your team that maybe just doesn't want to try new things or is going to make mistakes constantly. So the the more you're able to reduce the learning curve, the more your technology is transparent or is able to replicate, at least on the surface, the way things have been traditionally done, the better. I'll give you one example. So we we one of the ways you can connect to Ignite is as a map drive. It just looks like a map drive on your on your laptop. And you're able to, to go in there and access your files and share your files and do whatever you need to do, meaning that end users don't need to learn new ways of doing things. But you know, behind the scenes, what goes into making it so simple is a lot of work and expertise and complexity. But you know, from the training side, it becomes much, much easier uh, for folks to adopt that type of technology. I love that idea. So so you you're you're able to take icons that make it even feel like nothing has changed, but behind the scenes, you know, key levels or key parts of the service have just gotten better. Some users don't even know that they're using Ignite. It's <laughs> it's that's a, it's honestly there there are some Ignite customers have uh, big percentages of their workforce that are using Ignite every day but have never heard of this product and wouldn't know what, you know, what it meant if you if you asked them if they're using it. That's almost like an anti-testimonial, right? It's like doing everything a testimonial would without necessarily, you know, mentioning you by name. If things are working so well that they're not asking about it, you're doing your job. The IT folks know. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, they'll, they'll give you the testimony. The guy's writing the check. I didn't mean anti. I was sort of like, it's like a, it's Completely. Like a, a funny version of a testimonial. Well, that actually speaks to another point, And that is, it feels like in, in two groups, you're able to upgrade their their capability, right? One of them is smaller companies like startups that have some function that relates to data, but they're not really that baked on the on the kind of data transfer and, and security and all that. And you're able to really support them as they build other things. Again, that's probably one of the reasons I hear you mentioned <laughs> is people are like, we've got we're we're connected with Ignite and, and that's how we pass data back and forth. And it feels like the IT teams are also able to to some degree anyway, offload some of what they would have to build themselves, right? That, that you're able to, to handle data in the field. And that as a result, they don't have to worry about it quite so much. Yeah. IT teams love Ignite. We save them a tremendous amount of headache. And th the cool thing here is that the, the level of sophistication or the level of control that you can exercise with Ignite is tremendous. But you don't have to. Like if you're if you're a small organization, we've got we've got a lot of you know tiny specialty contractors, roofers, electrical contractors, mechanical, plumbing uh, that are using Ignite, and it's just a simple tool to to use. But you know on the on the back end of this, all the capability of a major enterprise can be supported. So you know if if let's say a you know 
uh, without mentioning customer names here, but but a, a large GC with thousands of employees out there needs to be FedRAMP compliant or address CMMC. They can do that. If they need to have audit reports about everything that happens in the system, they can do that. They can delegate capabilities down to the field level or centralize everything. There's a lot of flexibility there that uh, means that, that the same tool can be used by you know, less sophisticated teams that are just interested in getting their work done mm-hmm. um, and all the way to you know, the biggest firms out there that are building airports and highways and, and so forth and have much more stringent requirements for what the systems need to be able to handle. And that's a really important point that comes up in in well-made software a lot is that the construction industry is is loaded with people that want it just right. They want it their way. So on the one hand, you need to be able to provide something that works out of the box and doesn't have a learning curve, but also has the ability to customize to your heart's content. And that's that's a little bit of what you were just describing. Oh yeah. And you know, I'll say this, it doesn't end there. You know, <laughs> one of the one of the big things that we've learned over the years is the level of customization that happens, especially at some of these larger organizations. And you know, that's where things like you know robust APIs come into play. It's some of the some of the work that's been done on top of Ignite is truly astounding. I can't share details of, of what customers have done, but connecting a variety of different systems, automating processes that used to be completely manual and, and you know, take a considerable amount of effort, just making them completely transparent. It's, it's pretty cool. The, the, the level of imagination and innovation out there is, is really impressive. That's one of the fun parts about being in the software industry sometimes is seeing what people do with what you thought was already a pretty good product. Oh, I, I love that. That's, uh, there's no better industry, I'll tell you that. That's what's loaded with people that use tools and solve problems. Then you've given them a tool and they're going to solve problems in their own way. It's, it's kind of cool to see. No bounds to the imagination. So I want, I want to make sure we cover something that you brought up a couple of times now, and that is this idea of CMMC and, and FedRAMP. And last week, we had a, a, I had somebody on who was talking about how this was somebody at a contractor, Peyton, and he was talking about how they've really learned a lot about FedRAMP and, and CMMC. Talk a little bit about how you support people with that. Yeah, you, you know, until until recently, if you were talking about kind of compliance and regulation in the construction industry, you kind of got uh, blank stares. But that, that's no longer the case, especially with all the kind of well-publicized ransomware attacks we've been seeing in recent months and the federal government waking up to, you know, the true scale of the threat, they've put into place all these, all these new requirements. Uh, if you want to do business with the federal government, you will now have to comply with certain you know, security and governance uh, requirements. That's what Ignite does for a living. And so we are working with our customers to comply with these capabilities. And let me tell you something, about 80% of the requests that are coming in with respect to FedRAMP and CMMC are from the construction industry. Interesting. Uh, this is a very, very common thing, right? The CMMC more so with the Department of Defense. Obviously, that's that's kind of the where this is focused. But a lot of folks are are seeing the writing on the wall, and, and there's a lot more interest in this area. I think it's just starting out. You know, it's not yet. The requirements haven't made their way into every corner of the industry. Right. But for those for those CIOs that are kind of you know thinking forward, this has become an almost uh, must-have you know capability in every discussion that we have with new customers and prospects. And because you are handling the data, 
are you able to to satisfy let's say it's a, a you know general contractor are you able to satisfy all of the fed ramp i've never been through it so forgive me but are you yeah, able no. to satisfy- so this is this is a this is a great question right so there's there's certain things that is required of the technology mm-hmm. and those things ignite complies with but that's not sufficient this is if you're familiar with gdpr this is kind of like gdpr right where the government says here's what you need to do to comply some of these things must be built into the technology that you're using to facilitate those things. But some of these things are business practices. Yeah. Right. So while we can't tell you, hey, you're CMMC compliant, we can tell you here's how you can be CMMC compliant with Ignite. Right. And that's that's the uh, that's the approach that the, that you have to take simply because the technology can't change your you know, your business policies and practices and so forth. This needs to work in combination. This is why, like outside of the federal world. Uh, SOC 2 is what you hear in, in corporate world. And it, I, I believe it came from accountants originally. And it's very much about behaviors and, and processes to keep people from doing things like clicking on links that they don't know where it came from, or, you know, picking up a USB drive and popping it into their... their yeah, that's exactly right. And, you know, there's, there's, you can have all the protection in the world, but if, you're, if your workforce is not properly trained and, and knows how to deal with, you know, the attempts to to penetrate an organization, then nothing's going to help you. Yeah, you have to you have to work both ends. So digging into that a little bit, though, when you work with people to become FedRAMP compliant, are you able? Is Ignite able to pretty meaningfully reduce how much it winds up costing them because you're you're taking on some of some of the the develop what you've already got, some of what's needed, but also are, is the the process of being certified less money than it than it would be because you're 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 already somewhat you know a big piece of the of the situation is already taken care of do you know what i mean the innate capabilities of the system yeah are there to facilitate this so you don't have to go and figure out every little uh, detail right there's in addition to to changing your business practices you also have to use systems that comply with right. certain aspects and you know fedramp certification is something that ignite went through to make sure there are customers you know, are able to to take advantage of that and don't and don't run into trouble, right? So the the process will definitely be simple and less expensive with with using a compliant system. But it's still it's not it's not the end all and be all, right? You have to you have to do other things as well. You still got to go through it, yeah. And, and as I understand it, it's it's a bit of an involved, expensive process. Not as much as you'd think. You know, w- one of the things that that the federal government I think is doing very wisely is that they've allowed some time for folks, especially with CMMC, they've allowed some time for folks to, to you know, ramp up to full compliance. Mm-hmm. So this is something that's going to take a few years to, to fully mature. But the process is also going to take time. Let me tell you, it's not going to be easy to, to get entire organizations to think in different ways and, and work in different ways. So it's, you know, the sooner folks start to get a handle on that, the better off they'll be in the long run, for sure. Yeah, it's certainly getting attention again. I mean, there's, there's like waves of cybersecurity issues, right? Like you look back 10, 15 years ago when you had massive data breaches of, some, in some cases, the government, in some, like I think it was the VA lost some crazy number of records. But then you had like Target and some others. And then you have another wave a couple of years later. And here we are again, where it's, you know, it's, it's nation states, which makes it even worse and even more frightening, right? Because you're... Yeah, it, it's nation states, but it's also, it's also cyber criminals and, you know, it's folks out, to, you know, to make a financial gain. And the only, the only thing that can be guaranteed is, is that every organization gets attacked. The only thing you have control over is is how you respond to those attacks, how you minimize damage, right? It's uh, 
a 100% defense is, is impossible. But being aware and being prepared and kind of complying with, with you know, the, the policies that are there to, to make the risk or to lower the risk, that's, that's where you have to focus your efforts. And actually, that, that's a great way for us to kind of close our conversation is talk a little bit about what Ignite does, because that's, that's kind of the last piece I wanted to make sure we really get into is beyond the FedRAMP and, and other areas that are, are kind of you know, fixed certifications and so on, what do you guys do to help companies in the, the broader you know, cybersecurity realm? Yeah, you know, that's a that's a great question. And you know, there is a lot of things that we do and, and a little not a lot of time to cover this, but we help folks with everything from ransomware. It's it's a big issue that, that folks are facing and, and a very hot issue within the construction industry. I can't tell you how many times we've had folks come to Ignite after they've been compromised by a ransomware attack and haven't been able to kind of recover their valuable content. That's one, the ability to make sure that content life cycle is maintained, meaning, you know, you have a contract, you're working on a project, you still have warranties, you want to make sure that those documents are available and accessible to you if, if there's a rework requirements or if, uh, if there's lawsuits pending. So making sure that that's available, helping folks uh, kind of be able to identify where sensitive information is, right? So not all your information is created equal. Mm-hmm. Some of it contains much more sensitive information, whether it's social security numbers or, you know, drawings for sensitive installations or, or anything else. So being able to identify and make sure that those documents are properly protected and then having a very clear analysis of who accessed which document, when, making sure that the permissions that folks have to access documents are are well audited and well maintained so that, you know, if somebody left, they no longer have access or if somebody changed roles within the organization, they no longer have access. So all of that falls under the category of governance. And, you know, the the construction industry, again, when you say governance, you get a lot of glazed looks. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the specifics, when you look at ransomware protection and recovery, you know, document lifecycle management for warranty compliance, legal hold, securing access to, to individuals that need it, whether it's inside the company or your subcontractors that you're working with, that all falls under that kind of big heading of, of governance. And, and we do all of that in addition to kind of the normal collaboration and making day-to-day work easy. It all works in tandem. Ronan, this has been great. I've learned a lot from what you, you guys do. And, and actually the FedRAMP thing alone was exciting. Thank you for being on the podcast. Oh, my pleasure. You always a pleasure. I'll talk to you soon. 